Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of your favorite U.S. stocks and ETFs in any dollar amount you choose with zero commissions online. Get started at fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Fractional share quantities can be entered to three decimal places if the value of the order is at least one cent. Dollar-based trades can be entered to two decimal places. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Join Macy's and Girls, Inc. to empower a new generation of leaders now during Women's History Month. Throughout March, you can help fund STEM and college and career readiness programming for girls when you donate online to Girls, Inc. or round up your purchase. Plus, shop women-owned and founded brands like Kaylee Cosmetics, New Face, and Better Not Younger. Learn more and celebrate the creative power of women now and all year round at macy's.com slash purpose. What up, everyone? Welcome back to the Bella's Podcast. Yes, welcome back. And you guys, we have so much to celebrate this week because Nicole finally moved to Napa. That is right. And I'm just so proud of my man for winning this season of Dancing with the Stars. Plus, Brian is back by popular demand for another hilarious edition of everyone's favorite game show, Bella Brains. Ooh, I cannot wait for that. All right, here we go. Happy Wednesday, Bella Army. I'm Nicole. And I'm Brie, and this is the Bella's Podcast. Well, you guys, tis the season for Brie to put up a shit ton of Santa decorations. That's right, and I just bought another one today. So let's pop that bottle. All right, everyone. So today, Brie and I are opening up with Lemitage by Rotor Estate. It's a 2013 brute. Because we are celebrating. There's a lot to celebrate well, on lot, this episode. But, but the main reason we are celebrating is because later on, we are bringing on the Mirrorball Trophy Holder winner of Dancing with the Stars, Ardan. And can I say the underdog? <laughs> I felt like he was the underdog. Did you see? I thought I had a great quote, not quote, comment. I put underneath this photo and I just said how he had the greatest fairy tale ending to the greatest underdog story. He was kind of like Rudy. Do you remember Beyond Rudy? Rudy? Because I love Rudy and that story is amazing and I cry every time I see it. But Artem, like imagine me at the top of your game at Strictly in the UK and then you come to America, right? Where like it's all about dreams coming true. And that was 11 years ago. He has worked his way up and has just never gave up. And being cut a year ago, feeling like the dream was done. Well, okay, we're going to get into it later. But like, he won. I know. I was so happy, I have to say. I, you know, it it was weird because both Brian and I got teary-eyed for him because we've known his fight. We've known what he's been through. And we're like, wow, like he deserves it. He he's really cried does. quite a few times. It's the cutest thing ever. Like cute. he's on cloud nine. He's just so happy. And the love that people, I can't tell you how many text messages and DMs, like the list goes on of all these messages, Artem God, of everyone like, you deserve this. And he's one of the most humble people ever. Like even he when is. you look at Val's posts and all these people's posts, 
That's when you truly know how actions speak louder than words and who Artemis is a person. He's not only an incredible human being, he's so humble and such a hard worker and never complains. Like you never think this guy at times got the short end of the stick and look at like everyone's coming out like that guy is amazing. He deserved this. So I agree with you. I'm so proud of my baby. He's a winner. And let me tell you that Mirabelle trophy is massive. I oh know. my goodness. I would like to borrow it because I think it would really match my house really nicely for the holidays. Well, I want to cut the ball in half and just drink out of it. <laughs> so we'll just stick out of drinking out of our flutes for now. But we had a break open, you know, the I bubbles. do have to say. I think it's really cool that Mateo gets to grow up where he sees his mother's longest reigning divas championship belt and then his dad's mirror ball trophy. That's pretty badass. How cool that we have. We both have championships. In my house, it's just a bunch of WWE titles. Yeah. It's pretty badass. We got the sparkles and the... And sparkles. Yeah, actually. The Divas Championship. We did did sparkle. Yeah, that's right. That's actually really cute. And I think what's really cute is he kept saying the season was for Teo and the fact that he won for Mateo, I think that has made it more sincere and sweet to him is that I agree. he dedicated it to his son and then he won it for his son. And I think as a father, even if it was a mother, like that's priceless. I agree. And congratulations to Caitlin too. She killed it this oh, season. Yes. I know. I feel so bad because I feel like Artem was such an underdog that not that it's overshadowed, but all of us are just like, Artem, oh my gosh. Like well, For sure. And all the pros were rooting for him. But congratulations, Caitlin. You killed it this season. It she was fun. Did so great. From the right? beginning to the end to see every dance. And by far, um, the Moulin Rouge coming down from... The ceiling. I love that. <laughs> and I think the Britney Spears dance, I don't know which one I liked better. But girl, we're coming to Nashville. We're going to drink with you. We're going to hit up Tootsie's with that Mirabal trophy. That's right. You know what I loved about Caitlyn is I know everyone was saying Nev, but Nev. Nev was so impressive from day one. Now, Caitlyn was great from day one, but Caitlyn also showed growth. Right. Nev, Nev was the same every week. And that's what Dancing with the Stars is all about. Like, we want to see people grow and, like, become better. And Caitlyn started off great, and she ended tremendous. Right. And that's who you vote for. And I know Bella Army and Bachelor Nation came in strong, but beyond that, it was beyond well-deserved. There's no denying it. Like, she legit showed growth. And look, Carrie Ann, and that's why, like, you know, I said my things about Carrie Ann. Carrie Ann saw that in her. Picked on her, not pick. I don't want to say picked on her, gave her great con- constructive criticism and she came back stronger. And that's how you win it. That is what champions are made of. I agree with you, <laughs> sister. Well, speaking of champions, yeah. who ate like champions on Thanksgiving? Oh, God. I actually have to say, very proud of myself. This is the first time in many, many years where I wasn't full. I left satisfied. I didn't feel like I overdid it. I, I, felt perfect. Well, Brie, as I remember, I don't think you and I even had a chance to be full because being a mom for my first time on a holiday, because I, you know, I'm not counting um, Halloween, like where there's food and right. we hung out with some friends and don't worry, everyone, we all quarantined. It was just Brie's family, my family and four others that are in the same household. And I didn't even have a chance because like putting Mateo down and feeding him. Like even if I wanted to stuff my face, I had no opportunity. Then helping you check on bird. 
You're burning calories as you eat. I was burning, yeah. But then I would have to get up. Everyone's still at the dinner table and I had to get up and go. And I was like, you better tell me when dessert's coming out. I can't can't miss my pumpkin pie. And I don't know about you listeners, but I'm definitely one of those people where I can go home and get really sad that I missed out on a dish. Like I can go home and be taking a shower and be like, I'm really sad I didn't get more of that because now I want it. Like I'm one of those. But I actually went home, took my shower and I was like, I'm so happy I'm not stuffed. I'm so happy I'm not like grossed out with myself. I didn't overdo it. I had one serving. It was very small portions. Yeah. And I was happy. Did you have the yams? See, that's something I'm bummed. I, I went home thinking like, oh, I oh didn't they were even so take a, good. Oh, see, you, you almost shouldn't have told me that. Nicole, they were so good. Wow. That I was the one they came home and I go, yams. oh, I didn't grab the yams. Because I feel like I was the one person when it's Thanksgiving, I have to put everything on my plate. I want to taste everything, what, what everyone I did. made. Well, I didn't have was, enough room for my yams. Did you right? see my section of the table? My soup bowl, my salad plate, and then the big plate with everything. Oh, see, and on my big plate right in the middle, I like to put the mashed potatoes down first. And then I lay the turkey on top. And then I do the gravy. And then I put some goodies all around it. But I okay. have to have that like in the middle. It's like my volcano, right? And then all of a sudden there was no space for yams. And then I was like trying to hold the monitor and then had to go grab Mateo. And I was sad because I never filled up my small plate or see, <laughs> my salad or soup bowl. See, this is where you and Artem got to become like the tag team because I looked at Brian and go, you got the kids. I got the food. And so yeah. I, I set up Brian's plates. Then I set up my plates. Then I go get Birdie's plate. Yeah. Like I'm the girl who looks like I'm getting thirds, but I'm not, I'm just going to right. keep going in line for the, with the I know, family. But Artem just got into Napa. He just won. And I really wanted him to just enjoy himself on Thanksgiving and have fun because he just came off of like such a hard 12 weeks. So that's why I was mainly in charge of Mateo. So you sacrificed the yams for it. I sacrificed the yams and the photos. I got cute photos of everyone else. I know. But I posted I- and I'm like, I have no photos of Nicole. No I one takes really photos of me ever. I take photos of everyone. And I'm always just the one left out because I feel like I take care of everyone with food well, and photos and babies. And then what it everyone is, forgets is about me. There's some people who are good at like taking pictures and there's yeah. some people who, who aren't. And unfortunately you're surrounded by a lot of people who don't take photos. I, you know how many photos I forget? Yeah. And half the time my daughter's yelling at me to put the camera down. So I really just don't take photos. Mateo's already learned how to grab the camera out of the phone out of my hand and throw it. And he's not even four months. And I'm like, this is an issue. And I'm not even on it that much around him, but he just knows that even when I am on it, it takes away attention from him. So he either does a fake cough or he checks it. Well, unfortunately for me, I can't watch Netflix and breastfeed anymore because you see Buddy will oh, yeah. literally try to watch upside, <laughs> upside down. down dude. That's so amazing. I literally have to like be quiet <laughs> in the dark breastfeeding and it feels like could be for hours just yeah. so Buddy won't get distracted. Like before you guys came today, I literally just started bursting out laughing because I was picturing just some of the craziness I put Bar- Brian through with holiday decorations. Can you please tell him the story you just told me? I, I don't want to take a big gulp out of my champagne and relive this. Okay, but really quick before I do, I just, I started laughing so hard and Buddy unlatched, looked up at me and started laughing, like laughing. Brian couldn't believe it. And then I was trying to get him to breastfeed, latch and do it again. And he wouldn't. Then he just wanted to stare at me and laugh. Before I used to kick up my feet, breastfeed, I'm like, I'll scroll the gram I'll do a little Netflix, do something. And now it's like quiet. Don't even laugh, Brie. Don't make a move. Don't make eye contact. You're just here to feed. Yeah. Nothing more. That's it, girl. So, but okay. So the funny story. Yeah. (laughs) First of all, I love when I walked in the house to the Danielsons right now. 
And Brian goes, how much is too many Santas? Okay, so I'm addicted to Santas. Brie loves to fill her house with Santas. And it made me laugh so hard because she literally had texted me 20 minutes before of another Santa she should buy. She goes, is this Santa or this Santa? So when I walk in and Brian asking that, it just made my day. That was amazing. How much is too many? I have probably, we'll have to count. I might. I definitely have over 10 Santas. I could be pushing 18. But this is my thing. Christmas comes once a year. And I want my house to feel like Christmas Village. I want you to walk in. I want it to smell like Christmas. I want you to feel like Christmas. I It's this one time we get to do it. And I have to say, yours does. And every right? time I walk in and the smell and the, the feel, I get very excited. I love the holidays. That's why Artem and I come over here and have happy hour because yeah. I love the feel of it. Exactly. And I'm not even done yet. Yeah. <laughs> Don't oh, tell Brian. shoot. So when Brian and I bought our first house together in Arizona, I bought this Santa Claus with the sleigh. And I go, oh my gosh, Brian, I want this on the roof because it lights up because how cute when kids, you know, drive by the house, they'll be like, look, there's Santa on the roof. And Brian goes, you can't put that on a roof. I'm like, yes, you can. He's like, but the roof slides down. I don't understand. And I'm like, trust me. Like just, you know, crazy (laughs) wife. I think I know everything. So Brian goes, we'll try. And literally... Poor guy climbs the roof and we had this little brick wall in front. So I'm on my tiptoes trying to like give it to him, but it's so heavy, like bouncing. And he's like, I don't know. How do I attach it? And I'm like, figure it out. Just so mad thinking if I was on the roof, I would have figured it out. And sure enough, he goes, well, look it. And he puts it up and it just slides off. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. I just think of the sweat, how heavy. Oh, and, gosh. And I, I can only imagine you on a brick wall, like trying to throw it up at him. And I don't know Jeez. why, I mean, there's no way it would have fit unless we had a flat roof, but we didn't. You were imagining the cartoon you used to watch when you were a kid <laughs> and Santa would park a sleigh on a slanted roof and that's what you thought really happened. And well, no. Yeah, and I just want to know how people put Santas up on roofs because I see it. I see it. Well, there's probably a flat part in it, Brie. I don't know. I, I, I think there's a secret to it and I'm going to figure out that secret. Well, speaking of Christmas decorating... And being here in Napa Valley, Artem and I now are officially residents. Can we just cheers to that? Here. That a girl. Mm -hmm. We are officially Napa residents. And I have to say, we both have been just in heaven. Like, we've driven around. We've done a lot of walking. And both Artem and I are like, this is home. And it's exciting because we went to our home. And, you know, we're fully renovating it. So we actually are in a rental. We won't get to move into our home. We're praying three months I mean, we don't even have plans yet. All we know is like, oh we're going to, I think, start to get it in two weeks. So more like six. Yeah. We have inspo boards on Pinterest. Well, there you go. <laughs> but what was neat is we went in there and he had the Mirrorball trophy. I was just like, Artem, this is our first home together. A home that we're going to completely gut and like we're coming together with the ideas and we're making ours. And like we were just walking around Um, the neighborhood and we are in downtown Napa today and we were just like, I can't believe this is home. This is like amazing. And we're just on cloud nine. You know, when you know you made a right move, even though it's been stressful and right, but you just feel it, you feel it in your heart, you feel it in like your energy, everything, mind, body, and soul. It's crazy. And that's what I was telling you. Cause when I first moved here before you, I was like, Nicole, trust me. Yeah. I can't wait for you to be here because I just know. I just know exactly what you're going to feel. Yeah. You're going to know like this is it. And that's why you guys were so excited because Total Bell is we, you know, Thanksgiving, we took a little pause. So you guys can enjoy the holidays, but we start back up tomorrow um, on E, 
at nine o'clock, nine, eight central. And um, you do see the slow journey of us moving to Napa Valley. So mm. it's you're gonna it's gonna be fun towards the end of the season when you see our craziness right. getting here. Well, this is but the thing. We knew. Everyone needs to watch and get your friends to watch because if we pick up season seven, oh my goodness, it's gonna be Napa Valley. And people are probably gonna see you and Artem wedding plan, right? Yeah. Our goal is to get married in the fall, fall twenty twenty one. So we are praying that. COVID is under control. We are mask free or we figure out a way how to do it. But we just want people to come together for an amazing weekend of fun, festivities, family, good friends, love, light. Because if Dancing with the Stars comes back in the fall again, I'm just, you know, prepping. And that would be sometime in November, December. I I would love November and in November would be be my goal. Wouldn't that be beautiful? And I've always wanted a wedding like that, like that time of year and the look. So, oh my gosh. Well, let's just bring them on. And you know what, Brie? This is what I was thinking. Because you guys, with the pandemic and COVID getting a little worse again, we have no help. So I always interview Artem and I think maybe it'll be fun you interviewing Artem about his journey on Dancing with the Stars as yeah. I go watch Mateo and bounce him around, what do you say? Sounds good. All right. Well, I'm about to go get the man of the hour. Just tell Artem. I'm not going to put him in the hot seat. Well, remember, you are Brie Bella, so you do put people in the hot seat. But this is going to be a different type of seat. Okay. It better be. It is. And I have to say, I actually feel honored that I get to interview Artem Aww. because this is a huge moment in his life. This mm-hmm. was a really big season for him. So I'm going to give the people what they want. And that's a damn good interview. So oh. go get him. All right. Texas Pete is a sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. That's right. Each Texas Pete sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. The signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It has been at the center of dinner tables since 1929 and is still heating things up today. Oh yeah, and you know, you're definitely going to want to try every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original and not for the faint of heart. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor. Yum. And their dust dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce in a flavorful dry rub. Mm, It's just making my mouth water thinking about it. I mean, I'm always reaching for the Texas Pete. I think we put it on our breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We really do. We actually even sneak hot sauce in our purses. So if restaurants don't have hot sauce, we put it on. Texas Pete goes with me everywhere I go. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit texaspeat.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at texaspeat.com. You know we love staying connected. From current events to drama and celebrity gossip, we stay in the know. But it can be hard to keep up when your Wi-Fi cuts out around the house. You know, spotty in one room, but strong in the other. Thankfully, the next generation Xfinity 10G network can help by keeping you connected to everything you love with reliable wall-to-wall Wi-Fi. 
That means you can stay up to date on all the latest buzz in real time from room to room. Start listening to your favorite podcasts in the kitchen and listen all over the house as you put your laundry away. Better yet, the whole family can work, stream, and play on multiple devices, all with a fast and reliable connection. With the next generation Xfinity 10G network, your entire house can keep up with all the action with less buffering. Get it all from the network made for streaming, the Xfinity 10G network. Brian and I tried Factor Meals and they are so popular with us. And let me tell you why. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. There are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day. Get started today and get after your goals. Fuel up fast with Factors restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. No prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. I love how these Factor meals are so quick and easy to make. In the Danielson household, the Factor meals are very popular. Let's just say my husband tried one and now I feel like I have to protect all my other meals before he goes through them. But he and I love the fact that they're so easy to make. You know exactly what you're eating. They're healthy. You know the calorie intake. And there is no mess. Because when you have two kids and two dogs, there's always messes. So the fact that a meal doesn't have to be messy, thank you. Head to factormeals.com slash twins50 and use code twins50 to get 50% off. That's code TWINS50 at factormeals.com slash TWINS50 to get 50% off. All right, you guys, it's who you've all been waiting for, the man of the hour. Actually, it's going to be the man of the year. Damn, that sounds great. I like that. The man right? of the year. Man of the year. Damn it. People already did man of the year because you could have been the cover of that. But in our hearts, you're the man of the year, Arda. Oh, thank you. And congratulations. You know, it's crazy because Nicole and I were talking earlier, just what a ride this has been for you. Like getting cut last season and then you come on this season, you're the total underdog and you won it. You won and, you know, it was crazy because Brian and I, we got so teary-eyed. And I loved it because Brian's like, he worked so damn hard for it and he got it. And you've worked hard since you've been a little kid. But, I mean, what does it feel like? Tell us all. Every emotion, everything that's going going through your head, everything. We need everything. Uh, it's really, I mean, you kind of been on this journey from kind of the start of it, isn't it? When everything started happening. So being on the show for so many years, then last year, not even being part of the show, which was super hard. And I think you witnessed how hard it was. 
And I think the hardest part as well, I like I really tried not to get back to dancing. I feel like that was for me the time where I felt like, okay, one door closed and now there's something else got to be open. So I was trying to so hard to find what would fulfill me in the way like I started cooking and I started building and I started doing a whole bunch of other things, which is, I still love doing it, don't get me wrong, but it still never hit that like this epic part of me being, yes, this is what I meant to do. So really struggling and I did write in one of the posts when I post about the winning situation where I did felt that I was depressed and I think Nicole witnessed that as well and it's hard because when you're depressed you feel like you have no purpose it was really really hard on top of it because of the COVID you can't even do anything so it's right. like it's even worse because then you're stuck in four walls you can't even go anywhere and thankfully for Nicole, she was there for me and she was always trying to make me motivated for things and like believe in myself and like keep telling me how talented I was. And um, I'm really grateful for that to Nicole, absolutely, because I don't know what I would have been if not for her, you know? Mm. So imagine trying to not be part of dancing, pretty much actually what I've done, I've never told this to anybody. I actually... Um, what is the thing you can do on Instagram where you like can you don't block people but you like mute. don't see the you mute. mute. I've muted a lot of dancing friends because like it was so hard for me to watch the oh, wow. posts from the season and um just kind of like Have you seeing... unmuted them now? Well, yeah, of course I have. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like as soon as I got dance it's like okay, it's time to like get back <laughs> to um uh, what's happening in the world of dance. Um but it was really tough. So kind of really try to forget the whole idea of dancing and even Nicole was trying to like TikTok videos and a bunch of other things and I was like I wasn't really into it because I just felt like am I good enough to do it I mean maybe I was cut for a reason you know I was try always trying to find that reason why mm. and Nicole actually the one who told me look contact the producers of dancing and tell them that you would love to be part of the season and just really go for it just I mean what else can you lose you right. know like this is nothing to lose you're already in a position where you you lost like, it. Yeah, yeah, you've got nothing to lose. So, and I did text um, Dina, one of the executive producers, and then I talked to Andrew, who is one of the executive producers too, and it worked out. They gave me a call back and they're like, hey, yeah, we wanna, want you to be part of the season. Which my first thought, of course, besides the excitement, besides like, oh my God, I have this thing that I've been dreaming for, and now I even can appreciate more because I was not part of it last time. So... But one thing really stuck to my mind is that they really taking chance on me in a way, you know, and like, am I going to prove them right? Like they right. didn't make a mistake bringing me back. It's a lot of pressure um, on you. It's huge amount of pressure. And then going back to LA, leaving Nicole with a four week old Mateo, which was terrifying as well. I was like, okay, I'm doing this and I'm not even sure if it's going to play out right. Right. You know, so I had this thought, okay, just enjoy it, make a closure. This is your last season, appreciate every single second of it and just go with it and whatever happens, happens. And then next thing you know, I'm having Caitlin as dance partner and kind of like give you a little bit of backstory. We're supposed to be partners five years ago uh, and then something happened that she wasn't be able to do it. And I did not have a partner that season. Were you on? Yes, I was okay. still on. Uh, the, she literally got dropped off like a day before... <gasps> day before everyone started training. So were you just on as like troop, like the backup yeah, dancers? Yeah, but yeah, wow. exactly, yeah. See, so it's so hard. People don't understand entertainment. Like yeah. every day is a guessing game. 
Absolutely. You never know how it's going to play out. You don't. And even when I knew back five years ago that I knew that Caitlin would be an amazing contestant for the show because she would yeah. definitely would go to the final. She would definitely will probably, you know, going to try to win the show. So now getting Caitlin as a partner, I was like, shit, now it's even more pressure because now I have no right. excuse but do amazing you know there is like i've i've got no excuse but be brilliant every week you know yeah so that pressure like on top of it too and it's 11 week long show and it's like every single week you got to deliver 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 you know so expectations was definitely super high not just from the audience watching her perform but as well from myself to prove not even to the show that like I'm worth being on it, but as well proving to myself because I was so mentally, I don't think in the greatest place because I always doubt every single decision I make. Right. I think what people don't realize is that being a professional dancer on Dancing with the Stars, it's not just about dancing. It's as well about teaching because you teach your partner every single step. You have to make those decisions because you in the kind of like in such a short period of time, like let's say what five days of training, you have to create a dance, you have to teach them a dance. And then you have to make sure that they know the dance and they can perform it and perform to the level you expect them to do. Right. So there is a lot of pressure and every single day you make certain decisions. Like, for example, I go into the rehearsals on Tuesday. I have like in my mind what exactly I want to do stepwise. But to tell you the truth, it never works. Tell you the truth. 50% my work, 40% my work, or maybe even 80% my work, but you never really know what's going to happen. And every single day after that, you dance that routine that, that for example, you create in the first two days. And then you eliminate certain steps and put another one in. So you, you want to kind of perfect it in a way. But perfection doesn't come from just rehearsing it. Perfection also comes from if that celebrity would be able to do those steps already good enough on the day two, because then you can make it look great. But if they doesn't look good on day two, you have to take those steps out and you have to find something different that makes them look good. So yeah. there are so That's many decisions you have to make during those five days, every single week of training. And then even like with Caitlin, when we dance, I remember even on Sundays, I changed the steps. Wow. And Monday we have to perform because I was like, okay, this step does look okay, but it doesn't look great. So I have to find something else that she will be comfortable enough changing within a day and would look good on her and she would look confident enough to perform it. So there's every single week, there is so many endless decisions you have to make. And a lot of times, like you make routine too hard and then you like doubting is was that too hard so it's like it and always happens when you sleep at night those decisions always go through your head and run through your head like during the nighttime because like okay next morning i have to like fix it i have to figure it out how to do it so having this constant pressure added on to it and besides what you already have heard proving the producers proving to myself and proving to like you know just the audience that i'm worth being on the show and i can choreograph and i can teach and i can make great numbers so it wasn't easy, but at the same time, after every single week we performed that Monday night, the amount of relief and the amount of, I don't know, gratitude for the things like, yes, I made it work. I did this. So it's like you can see the instant result, instant progress. Like, wow, it was so worth it, you know? Yeah. And every single week it was kind of like you have more appreciation and more and more and more and more because... You can see where your partner started and see like how far they come every single week. And you so, can see her grow this season. Like it, 
yeah. you know, just being a viewer watching, I was like, wow, seeing Caitlin in the beginning right. to the end, there was yeah. so much growth, which was so fun yeah. to watch. Yeah, definitely. And I think as well, the reason why I think she won is, I mean, obviously when you look at the final, we have Neve, who was so brilliant as well every single week. I think what, what Caitlin's journey was is that struggle week six, seven, and eight where it was like a huge question mark, would she be good enough to prove the judges if she is good enough for right. us, you know? So I feel like she did start super strong, you know, and then it kind of like curved down week seven and eight when Carrie Ann mentioned like, this is your second not greatest dance, not, not a great dance. And I even looking back uh, right now thinking like, wow, this comment was a very strong comment to make and it definitely affected... Not just Caitlin, but also myself, because when I'm talking about Caitlin's performance, it's direct judgment to me, and I'm kind of want to explain why, is because my decisions in the rehearsals make what she look like on the dance floor. So right. if I would make routine easy and she would look much happy and more confident, maybe the comments would be different, you know? But I also a big believer in the show is that you don't just give them steps that they're good at. You also try to teach them steps and try to make them improve and be better. So for me, it was also trying to teach her those type of steps and make routine hard enough that she can improve and be better at it. So yeah, I think because of her journey, I think the result of it that people voted for her to win as well, I think played a huge, huge part. I agree. Well, and you know, something that you were going through compared to any other pro is that you had a newborn, you have yeah. a newborn son. And so, I mean, you're talking about sleepless nights. So your energy yeah. levels, um, you also, you know, Nicole was very vocal about how her, with her postpartum depression, which yeah. deals with a lot of hormones. So you also had to deal with that. So, I mean, I remember there were so many times my mom and I were on the phone talking, like we felt so bad for Art. I'm like, this has to be so hard on him. Not only is this, a comeback season for him. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure on him. And just like you told everyone, you have to choreograph, you have to put these dances together. Then you have the pressure of making Caitlin look good and wanting that mirror ball trophy. Like there's so much. And then a newborn baby. And then, you know, a fiance who's going through all that, like yeah. you had a lot on your shoulders, yeah. but it is so impressive that you went to the finals and you won. I don't know how it worked out. And I also want to say that I think till when we made it to the final, that's when I thought like, oh, we can actually win this. Before that, I didn't even had a thought about yeah. it. Yeah, you obviously talk about it because, you know, that's the whole concept of the show exactly. was like, do you want to win? It's like, yeah, I want to win. But in reality, it wasn't my goal in a sense. I never right. wanted to like, yes, I won that trophy from the beginning to now. I'm just going to fight for that trophy. That was not my mindset up. As you said, because usually when I did the previous seasons, I can come home and I can like do research on the dance and try to figure it out. Like it's more going into it as now this season was more about I'm rehearsing for X amount of hours. With you. We started actually with three hours a day and we end up probably like six hours a day towards the final. And I'm going home and I'm just being with Matteo, you know. Like Bouncing Matteo on a yeah, ball. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much what the life was. So I, I kind of like switched off my mind completely as soon as I got home. I don't. I think there was like a one day where I was like so not prepared to go to rehearsal, and I was like, okay, I need to like listen to the song at least to know what the counts are of the song, you know. Yeah. But I couldn't do it before because right. I just don't want to be distracted, you know. I want to be there for Nicole and for Matea. So 
maybe it's a blessing in disguise too, because sometimes you can so overthink it and make it so hard and make it mentally so much harder for yourself. I think maybe because I had to switch off completely and not think of that kind of helped me not to, you know, go complete nuts and crazy. So it might be extra blessing in disguise. Yeah. And this season, when you came into it, was there something in your head that you're like, I'm going to do differently than I've done the last nine years? I mean, yes, yeah. you had to prove something to them, but what, what was it that you felt like you had to do different? Well, one of the notes when I was talking to producers, like you have this competitive side to you. And I agree, All every single ballroom dance have a competitive side because right. all we did when you do ballroom dancing you compete against other people so it's like the second nature to be competitive with everybody else you know and one of the notes that i've heard about me not being part of last season is like you're just too competitive we just want you to have fun and i really took that as i think probably first six weeks that's how i felt too i felt like yeah just have fun who cares like do dance enjoy what you're doing enjoy the moment go out there performing teach your partner make sure she's having fun and so as long as you have that um that chemistry of like we're just here to have fun and nothing else like it will definitely translate better into the camera into the tv into your video packages before the dances so i really was trying to not think of too much like of that mirable trophy you know like as i used to week one's like okay I gotta really strike that week one and go strong every week. So I think that was different, but it also changed once you start getting this type of a feedback as the judges were giving us week six, seven, and eight. We, we kind of like start thinking, okay, this is not just fun. You also have to like prove to the judges. And then it was like a whole different goal to then I think that dynamic did change a bit from week six but before week six i think it was pretty like a smooth ride we were just like cool come to rehearsal do a dance rehearse as many hours as we can just go out there perform and do our best but it was never about like let's get the highest scores no it was never about that yeah so you've won the trophy and that means you're guaranteed for next season right that is not true oh it's not not true so two contestants in the past who won oh, the trophy right, didn't Shana. got back Shana is one of them and Kim Johnson is also one of them I believe if I'm wrong please guys correct me but I think Kim Johnson when she won her last Mirabal trophy I think she wasn't back this season after that so you just never know I'll okay. be honest with you gosh so you have to go through the whole emotional roller coaster again um I don't know I think experiencing once when you're not part of the show and had certain regrets like okay you didn't really achieve as much as you'd like to i feel like now i mean it's still gonna be probably hard because i really love what i do and i really love to create dance and teach and be able to see that i mean on national television doesn't hurt either but be able to see that come to life but i think because i've kind of accomplished what i've accomplished this season i don't think it's going to be as painful in a sense because it's it's kind of like cool i I, i've done that you know i know how that feels i would never wonder how it would feel to win or how it would feel to be in a final or how it would feel to get a perfect score because prior to getting i never even got a perfect score on the show i mean i had the very great success in UK and winning actually my very first season in UK of Strictly Come Dancing, which is the same show as Dancing with the Stars. And 10 years later, I'm getting my second Mirabal trophy. So cool. Uh, not date to date, but it's like a few weeks off, but it'll be 10 years exact. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think it will be as as painful, I think. And painful also like speaking real elaborately. Uh, it's not painful. It's just kind of like it's 
sucks. That's probably the best way of describing it. Sucks. <laughs> yeah, well, then it'll be interesting to see like what next season brings. But yeah. before we go, I have to say your mom's your biggest fan. Yeah. I mean, your mom, it's what I love is now, you know, I'm a mom and, you know, now Nicole being one too, is you always want the best for your kids, but your mom literally has supported this. How old were you when you started dancing? Um, I was 13. 13. Yeah. Wow. What was the first thing she said to you when you won? Um, You know, she just teared up from completely this joy feeling and just said, like, I can't believe it. My mom is, <laughs> she's like one of the most realist person you're probably going to meet because she's not going to sugarcoat it. She'll tell you exactly how she feels and what she thinks. <laughs> and even on the final day when we talked before, just like, just enjoy. You're probably not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> just enjoy because she's like I don't think it's possible because very the same person won last season and it's kind of like what a coincidence the two people from the same uh, yeah. bachelorette could come in year after year and win you know so she's like it's probably not gonna happen so just enjoy have fun just be happy you would have made it that far because you've never done this in the US which is true um, part of me kind of like actually got like not upset about it but kind of made me feel like oh even my mom doesn't believe i can do this <laughs> but after i won she like trying to explain why she said that is because like i just did not want to give you high hopes because of the reality what happened to you last year she just said set your goals really low and when you achieve them you'll feel a lot happier so yeah that was her strategy i love that and nicole told me she had many tears which is cute and of course told all of us how many tears you have shed for winning? Oh my God, it's but, crazy. I was like, I think there's a video, I don't know if it's been uh, surfaced on uh, online, but um, towards the end of the final where obviously show ended, uh, there's a huge thank you goes around to the crew people and the judges and the hosts and the creators and the producers. And Caitlin and myself would have to give a speech towards the end. It was like speech, speech, speech. And I think I gave that speech. It was super emotional because it's hard to completely open up in front of people you know for 10 years. Right. What happened to you last year? Because you kind of want to stay strong and don't show your weakness. And I think for the first time, I kind of like actually spoke loudly of how it made me feel not being part of last year and yeah. what it means to, for me to be standing there with a mirrorball trophy. Like, so you kind of can understand what really going through my mind and how much happiness i experienced getting it yeah it was definitely very 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 emotional speech and definitely teared up and i don't even till nowadays i just don't feel like it happened to me i like i observe from from the side watching it and kind of like even go on my instagram when i post and I look at the look at the photo and like i don't even remember this like it does not <laughs> i don't think i was fully there when that happened i just don't know where i was i love that and you know yeah. what i find the greatest part about is that every week you kept saying, do it for Mateo. Yeah. Or do it for Teo. And you did. And like, that's something he'll be able to look back on. Yeah. And I just, oh, it's, you know what? I believe in fairy tales. When people say they don't believe in fairy tales, how can you not? Because here we just saw one. Yeah. And so, and I know the, from the listeners to myself, from so many people from the bottom of all of our hearts, we're yeah. so happy for you. Oh, so thank you. Congratulations. Thank and you so much. I hope I see you on the next season because when I watch, 
and I'm not being biased. I just, <laughs> you're such an amazing dancer. Oh, and it's so you. fun to watch you dance. And I can only imagine your mom when she gets to see you dance. Yeah. But it's just, it's something you're so great at and you're so natural at that I don't want that to ever end. So, Thank you, yeah. Hey, well, if they have you back next year, it would be great. But again. And hopefully next year, fingers crossed, COVID is gone. So we can all see you live in person. And yeah. Mateo can come. I'm missing that. I'm missing watching stuff like live. I'm, you know, so hopefully it's true. next season. It, you know, even being part of this season, obviously we're watching from like the balconies. It's like weird because I, I have we haven't been exposed to life entertainment for like what like a year at least for myself, and watching that it was just kind of like bizarre because you're like oh wow it's happening live oh my god live and, and there's like yeah. no one out there the, and actually, no one there that yeah. had to be weird. Um, or you know, you get used also to it. actually, well, no, you don't because for, well, for celebrities who entered this season, it was no any different because they don't know any different, to be honest. But I think for the pros, it was kind of like bizarre feeling because so how we normally do it, we have a dress rehearsal on Monday, which has happened about 1 p.m. for two hours. And then we're doing a live show uh, starting 5 p.m. L.A. time. So it just felt like two dress rehearsals because normally mm. you do dress rehearsal with that audience and the five yeah. o'clock audience come in and you do sh- exactly the same show at five o'clock. But in this case, there was no audience at all, which is also kind of a bit of a relief because once audience is there, your subject doesn't definitely get lost because then it's sort of like walls or mirrors. It can see people's yes. faces and those people's faces have reactions and then they, it might throw like, you off. Right. And you it's know? Like- Usually people you know, which is always harder to do it in yeah. front of people you know. Absolutely. Actually, yeah. I agree. Actually, Dancing Stars would probably be easier to do with no it's, audience. It's, I think it's easier for celebrity. Yeah. I think it's harder for the pros. But also, it's less rewarding because you don't, like, you do the whole dance and there's no cheers. See, that's that's how Brian will always come with wrestling. You know what you I mean? You want to do these spots for yeah. a live crowd, but right. they're not there to give you that reaction. So you can't like you, you can play right. off it, you know. That's and hard. sometimes when the audience go crazy with a cool trick, like it gives you boost of energy to go and do better and right. gives you like a whole bunch of energy to continue. But this time it definitely was not the case. But at the same time, I think the compromise of that was this amazing stage that we had. I mean, those lights and lightings and effects. I mean, it definitely like boost up your performance aspect, you know. Right. I mean, yeah, there is definitely loss and gains from it. But I mean, it did great. I mean, the season was great. The season was awesome. So So, fingers crossed for next season. And Arda might have melted our hearts right now, but I have to get my brain working because Brian is back for another edition of Bella Bella Brains. Brains. Thrive Market is a go-to for all of your grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online, then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you could use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Nikki, where do we get all our primal condiments? 
Thrive Market. You know it. I have actually loved so much that I have been able to transform my refrigerator, even my pantry, to healthy, low-sugar condiments. Mm -hmm. Everything in the gluten-free, Whole30 diet recommendations. Thrive Market for me is that one-stop shop where I can pick and choose all the things that are healthy for not only my kids, but for myself too. And boom, they're at my front door within days. They definitely make it super easy to stay healthy, organic, all the things that we really want in our household. One thing that Thrive Market has helped me with is I've wanted that when it comes to household cleaning items or just stuff that you actually put in your house besides consuming. And they've really helped it. I had one one of my goals this year was less plastic in my house. Thrive Market helps with that, with refillables, with what I exactly need to clean. And look, when you have kids running around, having a company really care about the ingredients inside it, that's super important. What we're spraying on our counters, putting in our toilets, on our sheets, all of that matters. So grateful for a place like Thrive Market that really looks into ingredients and we know what we're buying. 100%. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash twins for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash twins. Thrivemarket.com slash twins. Warning, things are about to get intense. I mean, Brie and I are talking like that intense moment when the room stops, maybe time stops, when everything might be going around you, but you're looking at that one person dead in the eyes or a maple donut and <laughs> in our eyes usually I'm giving that stare down when I want to ask my husband for his credit card so I can go shopping Ooh, that is the intense that I like intense heat lasting plump from the hot new lifter plump from Maybelline New York formulated with chili pepper lifter plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades. Blush, Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and many more. And you know me with that red. Nothing like a red flag on my sizzling lips. Oh, we know it, girl. Can you take that heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. So many of us love coffee. Mm-hmm. Like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot. Some like it iced with a splash of creamer, and some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we'd like to admit. Oh, yes. But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home. It's honestly game-changing. You can just shake the canister and spray it onto your coffee. And voila, you've got an incredible cold foam coffee at home. No frothing, fancy machines, or mess required. Ooh, an international delight cold foam creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom. And the best part? Mm-hmm. It works on both hot and iced coffees. Oh my gosh, I'm drooling. Okay, so it comes in three foaming delicious flavors. French vanilla, sweet and creamy, 
and caramel macchiatos so you can switch things up depending on your mood. Look for your favorite flavor next time you're at the grocery store and be prepared to say goodbye to your barista. Okay, Bree, so what reminds you of college days? French vanilla. I mean, Bree and I lived on International Delight French Vanilla. And you know what's the cutest thing is every time our dad comes to visit, he calls me because I always be like, what do you want me to get the grocery store? And he's like, oh, make sure to get it's always International Delight French Vanilla Creamer because I can't have it without my coffee. So guess what I'm getting my dad when he comes to visit because I know I'm going to love it. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. French vanilla, of course. You guys, this is a game changer. Okay, how many of us spend too much money at coffee shops? Me. Me. Yes. And we deserve, as human beings, to have that yummy, delicious coffee Why we all go to the coffee shops. And I'll be honest, I've kind of always wanted to be a barista. And now I can in my kitchen at my home. I'm really excited to have this, and I can't wait to hear what Dad thinks. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. All right, I know you guys have been waiting for this for a long, long time, but our Bella Brains host is back. Give it up for my hubby, Daniel Bryan. Thank you, Bree. Always glad to be back for another edition of Bella Brains, the hilarious weekly game show where we keep score to see you as the stronger Bella Brain. And we're keeping track of who wins each week, and the first person to five wins a donation of their favorite charity paid for by the loser. The score is currently, well, we actually don't know because we haven't done this in a really long time. So we're going to start it with zero to zero. All right, who's going to win the first round? Let's find out. It's time for another edition of Bella Brains, Bella Brains, Bella Brains. All right, who's going to leave the room first? I'll leave the room first. Nicole, you can start. All right, Nicole, are you ready? I'm ready. You haven't done this for a long time. I know, so I don't know to be nervous Uh or just be amped and pumped. Yeah, well, this this is a topic that you... You know pretty well. Mm. Uh, this week's edition of Bella Brains mm-hmm. is all about food. Yeah, <laughs> I'm winning this. All right. First question. What fruit is dried to become a prune? Apricots. <laughs> Prunes. <laughs> what fruit is dried to become a prune? Oh. One more guess. Oh, shoot. Um, Dang it. Now I get it. I mean, it's purple. Wow. Um, a grape? <laughs> I was going to say a raisin, but a raisin straight up. <laughs> a plum. Oh, shoot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dang it. Well, damn. This is the first one. Okay. <laughs> That's Second a really good question. question, actually. What animal meat is called venison? Oh. Um, calf? Venison? Venison. Hmm. Moose? <laughs> I don't even Alas, think you could eat moose. Uh, I think you can. Oh, you can? Yeah, people hunt moose. Oh, that's so messed up. Um, Deer? Ding, 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 yes. ding, 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 ding. I could tell by the inflection of your voice. Yeah. You, that was a wild guess. Wild guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you've got one. Final question. What ingredient makes bread and cakes rise? 
Oh, um, yeast. Ding, 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 yes. Ding, ding, ding. Two so out of three. So you got a man who cooks sourdough. Yeah. <laughs> yeast like a baby. Okay, I'm going to grab three. Okay. All right, sweet face, I'm going to have to do this breastfeeding. Well, that's actually perfect because this week's episode of Bella Brains is all about food. Uh-oh. Yeah, <laughs> so are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, question number one. What fruit is dried to become a prune? Um, <laughs> how many guesses do I get? Three, you get three guesses. A prune? Yeah. A prune, Yeah? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. oh, no, no. What fruit is dried to become a prune? Yeah, she said a prune. A prune is your answer? Yeah. A prune is dried to become a prune? <laughs> well, isn't there prune juice? Isn't that like, you know, to like poop? <laughs> okay, whatever. Obviously, that's wrong. <laughs> a raisin? Oh, my gosh. A raisin <laughs> is a dried grape. That's two. Okay. Um, what fruit is dried to become a prune? Date? Oh my gosh. Is that wrong? It is wrong. Uh, <laughs> the answer is plum. Plum? They're uh, dried out? To become a prune, yes. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> yes. I had no idea. Yeah, that's the thing. Okay. Question number two What animal meat is called venison? Deer. Ding, 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 yes. ding, 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 ding. Okay. Third and final question. What ingredient makes bread and cakes rise? Oh, I know this. I know this. Um, glutton. What was that word? Um. <laughs> Say that word again. I'd, I'd like. I like. Think, I think the the Gl- listeners would like to hear that word again. <laughs> <laughs> Glutton. I'm not convinced that that's it's a word. It's a mixture of that. <laughs> I think I'm trying to say gluten and, and something else. Play. Um, <laughs> to make, I know what it is because I've done this. You need to make sure you have your. Nicole got this because Artem always makes bread. Mm-hmm. Um, but she did have a hard time with the animal meat one. Um, I know it. I hate this. Um. Uh, can I have a hint? <laughs> I don't know, Nicole. You're here. What do you think? Do you think she gets a hint? I mean, technically you shouldn't, but sure. Because it's the holidays. Let's be jolly. Okay, let's start, be jolly. It starts with a Y. A Y? <laughs> um, a Y? Why? <laughs> um... You do Chef Brie on YouTube, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I stay away from the breads. <laughs> um, a why? Um, I mean, come on. And it makes it rise. It makes bread rise. I I am actually shocked you don't know this. <laughs> like, even with Artem not cooking bread, I knew this. Okay, so you got your flour, you got your water... Got your eggs. Brian, is there a time limit? Well, so I could have said the same thing for you about the animal meat one. (laughs) (laughs) But this one's way longer. Uh, Okay, buddy, help me. Buddy, you know it? The time limit is five minutes and 44 seconds because that's when I have to go get the sweet (laughs) potato fries. (laughs) Okay, why? Yeast! Ding, 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 ding. 
All right. So now. A tiebreaker. A tie my breaker. favorite. Because I'm so good. Okay. So the first person to answer this question right wins this edition of Bella Brains. Are you ready? Yes. yes. How many items are usually found in a baker's dozen? Twelve. Twelve. I said before. No. No. Ten. No. Eight. Six. No. <laughs> Fifteen. No. Fourteen. Sixteen. No. <laughs> none. 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 No. A baker's dozen is none? Twenty-four. <laughs> no. <laughs> you guys are making my butt cry. Nine. No. <laughs> It's can, not five. Can you can you use any sort of reasoning? Like any like try to use logic for this, five. please. Why would it be five? Twenty-four. Why would a baker's dozen be five? Twenty-four? <laughs> okay. He wouldn't double a dozen? No. If you order <laughs> a dozen it? and he wanted to give you a little extra, how many would 13. he give you? Ding 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 oh ding. My God. Yes. A one. <sighs> Now oh. I know what a baker's dozen is. I never knew. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I thought they were just hitting on me. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Well, uh, I hope I hope you everybody learned a lot from that episode of, of Bella Brains. <laughs> that brings the current score to 1-0, Nicole. So join us again next week for another edition of Bella, Bella Brains, Bella Brains, Bella Brains. Bella Brains. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. Yes, thanks for tuning in. And a huge thank you to my fiance, Artem, for coming on the show. Oh my gosh, I still can't believe he's the Mirrorball Trophy winner. And I know. He won Dancing with the Stars. That's right, the <laughs> underdog. You deserved every part of it, Artem. And make sure to tweet us your questions for Bella Army Q&A with the hashtag Bella's Podcast. And call 833-Q-Bellas to ask us for on-air advice in our segment, Dear Bellas. Show us love by rating the show, leaving a review, and hitting subscribe. And we have an Instagram exclusively dedicated to the Bella's podcast. So make sure to follow us at the Bella's podcast. Special thanks to Brian for being such a great Bella Brains host. Until next week, remember to stay fearless. And you always go Bree mode if you drink along with us. See, See you, you next Wednesday. Wednesday. And as Birdie likes to say, bye-bye. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.